Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Do fans squeeze ya. Josh Squared, yeah. <laughs> Radio Squares, we're back. We're back after a couple of weeks off. Uh, I'll tell you what, Doof, start of the school holidays, it's a pretty good spot to be. Very good spot to be, and we've really started off with a bang. We are very under the weather. It's currently Monday night after a big session, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but that's just what you do when you start school holidays, isn't it? It is. I, uh, I've got my Apple Watch on. Um, for those of you that have Apple Watches, you would know about your rings, how you can close them, and I have probably moved each of my rings a couple of millimetres um, today, which equates to maybe two, standing up for two hours out of my, my goals, 12 hours. Um, one minute of exercise out of my goals, 30, and I've burned under 100 um, calories, which is just an amazing effort, I think. I've, I've, I've literally gone from, from my bed to the couch. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, a, it's been a tough grind. Um, but, yeah, good to, good to be doing something now late in the day. Uh, what did you do on the weekend? Yes, um, I went down to beautiful Penshurst, southwest Victoria, near Warrnambool. Caught up with a few of the boys that I went to uni with. So um, we didn't get up to too much, to be honest. A lot of fires and a lot of cordials. But um, one thing I do want to talk about is... So it's a small farm town, and they've got the, we went to this bakery, and the, the pies there, it was easily the best pie I've ever had at the Penshurst Bakery. So the first day, because I went there multiple times, <laughs> the first day I had a cheese and bacon one and it, I don't know what was so good about it the pa- the pastry was like yellow like real buttery yeah, and they right. were real big and just good temp very <laughs> very nice so I had to take myself back there t- today and I got a curry pie from there today and I also got a family pie to take home a cold one yeah. <laughs> to be able to have but um no very big weekend and I tried a new drink on the weekend too so um red skins in vodka you were telling me about this off air. Uh, tell me more. Tell so, me more. Red, so it's very nice. Very dangerous though because you put redskins in vodka and you just let it sit in there and then uh, it um, sort of takes away the taste of the vodka. And then I was just having it with soda water and lime and because you couldn't really taste the vodka, it just tastes like redskins. It was, you can put them away pretty, pretty yeah. easily and yeah. very dangerous though. Very, very dangerous. You also had a very big weekend. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, didn't go to Penzance or whatever. Pen- <laughs> Prince, of Pen- Prince of Penzance. Penshurst. Uh, just stayed in Bendigo. Uh, had a poker night Saturday at uh, Willis Tui's house. Amazing setup he has there. I'm yeah. Um, I'm yet. To, I'm not never. I want to get invited to one of them. Yeah, so Willis, we'll this get- is this is me low key asking to be invited. Yeah, we'll get you to one. It's a great time. Um, and I actually cleaned up too, so that was good. What and, do you do? What do you win? Uh, I. It was probably maybe a hundred, hundred fifty dollars. I'm actually not sure. We're pretty. That's very good. Pretty blind at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good. And then, and then Sunday, just sort of went out for lunch with Steffi and Soph, um, and a couple of other people, and then ended up settling in for the afternoon all day because they were just going so down so nicely off the tap, uh, off the wood, off the wood. So they'd stone and wood on top at the Queen's Arms. It's next best thing after single fin. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was my weekend, mate. Uh, pretty low key. Just uh, yeah, good to be good to have a session at the pub again. Speaking of <coughs> single fin and gauge roads, we've had some exciting things happen in the last uh, last week. It has been an absolute slog, and I feel like we've really dedicated our time and effort into it, and we are starting to reap the benefits a little bit, aren't we? We are. We are. We had the um, yeah, obviously the t-shirts arrived and the hats. Um, very happy with those. 
And then we've also had a fellow get in touch with us. Wants us to, uh, he wants to give us some beers, some other Gage Roads beers, and he wants us to pump them up. Um, so yeah, Gage Roads rep for Victoria. Yep. So he wants to get on the ga- gas with us as well. So yeah. he's our business. He's now our business partner. We now work for Gage Roads. Yeah. Pay. So that's all very exciting, Duff. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing what happens when you harass people <laughs> flat out for nine months, and tag them in <laughs> so many things until like we basically force them to speak to us. But um. Single feed's a great drop. I didn't get around to getting on them on the weekend. I had a big weekend on them the, the weekend before. Yeah. Very nice drop. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I could I could I just love to like hook it up into my veins if I could. Um, just <laughs> get it flowing through my body. Just, just, <laughs> I like the feeling of when you're just not on the level. You just want to go go straight there, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so that was all good. We're on the holidays, mate. It's uh, it's happy days. Um, hopefully, pump out a few eps and uh, yeah. Um, I suppose we had the footy on. Eagles going so so trash. Oh, we won't talk yes. about that. Yes, uh, we do have to talk about that because you are a fanboy so hard of them and they are dust. They just can't handle Jew. Like, Stewie. They can't, can't Stewie handle Jew. Jew. They can't handle the heat. We should have moved our hub to Victoria. No, actually, no, we shouldn't have because of COVID. But um, yeah. they are dust. They're no good. They are shocking. We'll get, we'll come Darling, the wet Darling, three possessions. Yeah, 200th game too. What a pity, Jack yeah. Darling. Kennedy well, holding him up. He kicked four or five, didn't he? Yeah, he kicked five. He's back a bit of a return of form for the boy. But yeah. uh, no, we'll what's come over the wet sail, mate. Seven home games. I'm telling you, we, we're good at catching the ball, right? And we're good at kicking it long. So when it's nice and sunny and dry in Perth, that just suits us to a tee. And we also like having 59,000 people there that... Oh. Um, at the cray pot yeah, the, Good the, to see our man Tom Cole back though It was Great to see Cole back in um, And he actually had a pretty, He was pretty handy I liked, liked the way He was operating In the back line there So if you're listening Coley Well done um, Yeah We'll be fine We'll be fine Duff uh, Those pies looking red hot though Although yeah. they didn't get The chockies on the Giants No they did not get The chockies And I did put out a oh, Did I put, post that one About Dino's tip He gave me Mason Cox So And I thought Because he gave us Libba, obviously. He gave us, he texted me through and said, gave us Libba. And Libba did have that flying shot and Bailey Dale actually marked it and kicked the first goal. So yeah. it was sort of close. And then he sent me one, Mason Cox. I thought, I'll keep this one to myself because he's not running too hot. Like I said. And then Mason Cox kicked the ball twice off the ground into a bloke on the goal line, like for the first goal. And he just... I was distraught about it. Yeah, it's amazing. So, well, that's a good get by uh, Dino. I, I don't mind that, Mason Cox. He's not one yeah, you kind of think of. He did, yeah. Well, he does like the ra- he does like backing outsiders. He does not like um, backing favourites. And yeah. Jesse Cameron favourite kicked the goal. <laughs> yeah. and It's not bad odds, though. It was eight bucks for him to kick it. Well, we had a dollar on... <clears throat> our punters club, we had a couple bucks on Marcus Bonapelli to kick the first goal. And he kicked, he kicked the first score of the game. It was a yeah. point, though. And that was paying $21. Did you so. see? Did you see? Speaking <clears throat> about um, gambling and being responsible, though, when we gamble, <laughs> always, always responsible. That bloke that had a ten dollar bonus bet riding for twenty grand, and he the only leg he didn't get was um, Lockie Neal anytime goal scorer, and Lockie Neal kicked six points. I did see that. That would sink you, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah six goes at the cherry. Jeez, um, Lockie Neal, he did have a day out. He's in some good form. He like Brownlow favourite. He'd have to he be is. besides our boy Matty Rao. Yes, he eats nails for breakfast. He does eat nails for breakfast. But I personally, Collingwood may be a little bit of trouble. Jeremy Howe's gone now, and he is one of Collingwood's better players, I think, yeah. and very, very needed in the back line. But we won't be seeing him after he got his legs taken out. And, Didn't look pretty. 
Didn't look pretty, but I'm happy with Collingwood at the moment. I would just be very worried if I was a West Coast supporter because they are dismal. Don't write us off, mate. Anyway, big episode in store. We've got big Tommy Calvert, uh, great mate of mine, Sanders boy. Um, He has lived a life very interesting, I find. Anyway, um, Kentucky instructor for a period of his time, period of his life there. Um, He's also a man of the people. So stay tuned for that, Squares. Coming up next. Hey, Duffy boy. Yeah? Want to go to the cafe? Nah, I'm all good. All good? Funny you say that, because Adam and Eve is all good. I'm talking all good pet friendly. I'm talking all good food. I'm talking all good smoothies and juice. And best of all, all good coffee. Damn straight. So head down and see Breezy at Adam and Eve Cafe in Quarry Hill. It's an excellent food, great coffee. And awesome atmosphere and is a proud sponsor of Josh Squared. Love you, Breezy. <laughs> Who wants to come on a date? Small portions of food we hate. Please make sure it is not late. You'll need to concentrate. Come and seal your fate. Or rate your play. Mate. Mate. <laughs> Radio, it's with great pleasure that I welcome one of the all-round great men. Uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for about six or seven years now. He's he's left the country, Kentucky instructor for a while there. He's just a life of a party. Big round of applause for one BTC, Tommy Calvert! Thank you very much, boys. Uh, thanks a lot for having me in. Can I say off the bat, it's a very impressed with the recording equipment that you've got here. Pretty elaborate setup. Uh, the sound guy, I wasn't sure if I had to prepare an extra meal for the sound guy, but good to see Dover here wearing two hats. So uh, great, great to meet you, boys. Yeah, no, it's all happening. It's all happening. Lucky we could actually fit it, fit all the stuff in here, actually, um, to get it going. The microphone. Yeah, we'll be clamoring a lot back on taxi. <laughs> That's for sure. But no, it is great to have you on. You cooked us a delicious meal that we'll get to later. But um, firstly... Well, obviously, I don't really know you. I didn't meet you properly until today, so we just normally talk about how we know each other. But same thing, you said you felt like you know me from the potty, and I guess we have a lot of mutual mates, so we probably have cross paths. Yeah, I somewhere. mean, you wouldn't know me from a bar of soap, but I feel like I know you from having you in my ear every every week for an hour or so. Uh, <laughs> so, enough, uh, been good to finally meet you in the flesh, Duffer. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, well, obviously, as I said just before, Tom, you and I met in 2014, I think. And then that's when you moved here with uh, Albert Waddell. Can <laughs> another go? Um, and yeah, we we won a, a twos flag together. Um, and then obviously had the pleasure of just playing footy this since then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you've sort of come and gone from the club over the last few years. But yeah, you've been sort of back proper the last two years, um, which is yeah, you know, really great to have you. But obviously you're a Bansdale boy, so that's where you've sort of done the bulk of your growing up. That's it. Yeah, yeah, from um, yeah, East Gippsland, so down in uh, Duff Way, just uh, a little bit further east of Sale, but um, yeah, it, Van Sale, Sale in the Universe, uh, that's where life kicked off for me, and then, um, yeah, when I was 18 or so, then moved down to Melbourne. Yeah, nice, and you, what, what are you, you study engineering, so he's a, he's a brain, he's the ducks, we learnt tonight. I reckon you probably there would be nearly, that you would have to be the smartest person we've probably got on, in terms of... Yeah, you had Chuck um, on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it'd be really tight out of those two. Um, <laughs> Jordy Wilson. No, in terms of um, degree and qualification, 
Not yeah. saying that means that someone's smarter, but I can confidently say you've got the highest ATAR score. You'd have to if you doesn't, if you darks. Doesn't mean a lot. Doesn't mean a lot though. No, no, no. In the day, but um, no good to be, boys. Thank no, you. That, it yeah, is that's why I went to Uni uh, Melbourne and then um, yeah, engineering. How would you end up in Bendigo? I uh, moved up here for the hospital, so I was working for a company called Lendlease, and um, they were building the hospital up here, so I um, got a good little opportunity to, to roll one up here. I thought it was only going to be for a year or two, but um, fell in love with the place, fell in love with the football club, and we had a nice little uh, young lady over at the same time as well, Arlene, so um, yeah, we fell into place, and pretty keen now to put some roots down here and call Bendigo home. Yeah, it's a good, not a bad part of the world. Uh, big shout to Arlene too, she's a massive square, massive square, um, she'll be listening to this. Um, something I wanted to talk to you about was uh, one of the one of, your, one of the other great men in Alfie Calvert. Now, not me, no, none of the squares will know who Alfie Calvert is, right? But uh, Dulf and Dulf and I, we, we love our parents. We like like getting them involved on the show and stuff. And you, you're another guy that's got a, a parent that he's he's uh, great great to be around. But he's got he's got some amazing stories, and I just want you to kind of. Give us a bit of a run through of, of what I'm getting at. I think yeah. you know what I'm talking about uh, in terms of his ability to get in photos and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, extraordinary man, Alfie. Um, yeah, obviously loving the bits, the old, the old man. But uh, I think what you're alluding to there, Squidgey's his ability to to gate crash is a bit of a perennial gate crasher. He just hates missing out on things. Um, I think it's a bit of a game for a start, but he just um, just hates yeah missing out on on a good time. I think it started off at the first first. Um, Probably time that he gate crashed anything of any significance. Would have been the 1997 grand final. I think it was um, Adelaide North Melbourne. Yep. And um, didn't have a ticket to get in there, uh, but he's just yeah really keen to get in there and just didn't want to miss out. And he he's outside the ground. He sighted Dermot Burton walking past, so he just thought oh, I'll I'll just he's going he's going in. So he's followed Dermy, and then Dermy's gone into where the media would ever go in and. He's just got right behind him um, and just touching him as Dermy's go through again. Just like, yep, I'm with Dermy. Got through. So then he got through. He's in then sort of around the players' rooms and he just wanted to get up and get a beer and take a seat. But then as he's sort of walking out of the, the player race area, like he's walk, had to walk out onto the ground. And it's all security's facing the, the, the crowd, making sure no one's jumping the fence. Dad just wanted straight out onto the ground and just kept walking. He sort of strolls out into the middle but this time the players have run out and started to warm up, and he just he's just strong. Man. He, he couldn't. He said he couldn't hide. Um, and I, and I was on a young fella with eight or so at home um, watching on TV, and you could pick him out. Uh, and as it got to the time when the, um, the they've called the players in for the national anthem, he had nowhere to hide. Like everyone had to, had a place. Like the players were lined up, the umpires knew where they were going, and he couldn't he couldn't hide. And so as as like the camera pans along each of the players lining up as they do national anthem's playing, camera pans along every player. Dad's just standing on the end next to Peter Bell, hands in his pockets, just like wearing jeans and a green jacket. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. No, I've got some photos. I'm showing you later. But um, but yeah. So then since then, like he he got in like ten years in a row, and he wouldn't just get in and sneak in. He even got to the point where he'd he'd have a ticket, but he'd scalp his ticket off, go into the ground with a thousand bucks in his pocket, and just sneak in somehow. Get in, got in the players' rooms uh, most times, drank out of the cup. He's got some extraordinary photos. Um, there's an O2 photo in Brisbane, one up on the podium. We've got it's just the Brisbane players, Lee Matthews and my old man just out there <laughs> hanging over the back. Uh, he, he's got into 
um, Brownlow medal. Uh, sat in the past winners table at the Brownlow medal. Snug in the, <laughs> snug in the logies. Better than I thought it was going to be. Snug in the logies. Yes, is anyone when Kate Ritchie won it? And he, the way he explains it is like once you're in there, uh, everyone's like sort of all the seats are full, but because it's all filmed live, same as the Brownlow, it's filmed live, so they'll go to ads. That's when the doors open. People can go and use the toilets. If they're not back in time, the doors close. Cause I don't want people walking around during the filming. The doors close, and there's these guys there that are paid as sort of fillers. So they want all the tables to look full. So then, um, yeah, once the doors close, these fillers just go and sit wherever they can for that that next segment till the next ad break, just to fill the tables, and they go. So Dad's just jumping on tables, just in between, just yeah, just floating around, just just hooking bulk piss as he went, and. Uh, <laughs> He happened to be on Kate Ritchie's table when she was announced as the gold Logie winner. He had, no, <laughs> he had no idea who she was. Like, that was not, and, incredible. And, and so this, the, the project, which was then the 7pm project, like, got on to Alfie Vensi and, um, and went back over the footage and just like slowed it down and highlighted him and all this footage. And you can see just eyes are glazed over like he's had 20 crownies in there, just having a great time. Um, but uh, no, he's got some, yeah, rip the stories. That's sort he, of the iceberg. Does he have like a weight, like obviously confidence, I reckon confidence is key to that. Obviously yeah. just going in as if you're meant to be there. Because I've done it like low key, like music, fe- I tried to go in like spots you're not allowed to go to like backstage and stuff and try it and got in just from like purely putting a high vis on and acting as if you're actually meant to be there and not looking sort of dodgy. But does he have like a theory that he goes through or does he just take opportunity when he gets there or has he got a plan in place of what he's going to try and do he's um he's very spontaneous he's got a plethora of tricks he just um he wouldn't want to give anyway any massive secrets away because he thinks that if everyone does it it's really easy but you're right it's it's confidence is one um wears a suit pretend he's meant to be there plus he's like he's 60 now and when he started on this he was is 50 so people think that he should know better and he's not just trying to pull the water someone's <laughs> like oh, surely that guy up on the podium must be surely this bloke standing in our team photo <laughs> is supposed to be here because he should be mature <laughs> but um but he, he'll go and then he'll have like a fistful of different coloured wristbands and different coloured cards and something's just somewhat close enough to the right colour and he just walks through quick enough and flashes a card and just just keeps going he's got all these different coloured lanyards like <laughs> They're all like just these real poxy like Grand Prix freebie lanyards or whatever, but he just has enough of them that, that there's generally one that's close enough and he just has a bit of confidence and he's, yeah, he's got um, got in hot water a few times. I've gone with him a handful of times. I was out, out in the um, MCG after the Cats one in 09 and um, yeah, had a pretty good time out there taking a few photos and then got grabbed by the security you know wrestled back into the crowd but, um, it, oh, been, but the amount of times he's been sort of uh, tossed back every time we get back in and um, never had any fine or, or whatnot, and just always comes out with a great story afterwards um, but, but, um, that is one of the most impressive things that I've ever it heard is, it's, it, th- did the Herald Sun write an article about him? yeah he was uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a gift that keeps he, on he was, he was at page 3 the Herald Sun when I see it so he opened up and there's Alfie right there he's um yeah, got got a handful of photos. Um, I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh, sound guy, sound guy. <laughs> and uh, he just um, yeah. So it was a, it was a page three. Where he um, yeah. So he's been on a, on a couple of um, shows that wanted to interview him or, or whatever else. But uh, no, I think he. It's a bit of a, a hobby, a bit of well, not hobby, wrong word, a bit of a novelty, and he just hates missing out on stuff. He just he will see an event and goes, oh, I really want to. Really but I don't there. want to pay. I yeah. want to go and get him. Yeah. That's is so impressive. Yeah. Good on him. No, it's, it's it's amazing, and he's he's a great man. 
like you, you'd have to meet him, Dorf. He's just energy and, and oh, he, he's a guy. Yeah, is he still the mullet? He's got he's got a big guy on my He's getting in the long mullet with a mullet. one of the best things is when he bought his when he came with his mates like was it last year the year before from Bansdale he got so full put on a clinic, we played Mirabar or something, there's no crowd there and dad and his mates put on a clinic. That is very, very impressive. And I'm sure the squares will absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, fake it till you make it. I appreciate that a lot. Um, the next thing that we wanted to touch on is tell us about the sleepovers you have at the QEO when you roll the swag out. Just makes sense, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it, it Set the scene a little bit. So you've got the uh, flight night there. So you've got flight night. What are you packed and ready to go down there? Oh, I think yeah. most people would go home, but... No, just just uh, park the, the car close enough to the QEO within walking distance and then... Have the sleeping bag and the swag in the back. Um, when it comes time to pull up stumps, you, you're home. So it's great. You can really just push yourself out until you're really ready to, to hit the hay and then grab the swag. Generally, like to roll it out right in the middle on the on the cricket pitch. Just I was right going to ask that. What position on the ground do you like to roll it out in? Yeah, you're right in the in engine room. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just nice to be able to just, as, you, as you're closing your eyes, just to reflect on all the, the hit outs I didn't get. Uh, just to really... <laughs> Um, be at one with the ground exactly um, and then also a nice little wake up call you always know when it's 8.30 because that's when I was kick start once they start coming to kick the dew off and it's time to they, sheepishly they ever roll the or do you no let's keep the head down and, um, yeah, I've had our lane there a few times and we've just um, yeah just, just um, oh so you both sleep in there yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Good time, swag. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> oh, honestly, I'd like to just know what's going through your head when you unzip the swag and you, you just see like these little six and seven year old kids and like, I could just imagine a, par- a parent being like, "Oh my god, don't look at that! Look at them! Don't look at them!" Uh, are you right, mate? And there's just like cans all around the swag. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> Yeah, it's where you you don't want to have your, your Sanders jumper on. It's where you pack a spare kangaroo flat jumper or something just so yeah. you just try and divert the blind. Yeah. So uh, it makes a lot of sense. You're saving a taxi fare. Next morning, you're right to jump in the car and put on home. That's how Very good. Yeah, I'm off to try it next year. That's very good. Room for the swag if you want. Well, do, and that hey, out, yeah. do that out of Bridgie. I'd get trampled by livestock probably. <laughs> yeah. Now you say that, we actually have shared a swag before. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> after Big Tim Martin's wedding. Uh, wasn't well, a plan. Great. That was yeah. that was a bloody good day. Anyway, um, the last thing I want to touch on before we get into the food. So you played for us 2014, 2015. Then I reckon 2016, you became Kentucky instructor. So for those squares listening at home, Tom was a Kentucky instructor. <laughs> a very hot Aussie Kentucky instructor. Um, and yeah, he did that for three years. So what you'd... Oh yeah, it took us through that. Like you could, because you, you come back in the off-peak times and stuff, didn't you? And then you, you go back and do that again. Yeah. So um, yeah, the start of twenty sixteen, I just had um, I don't know what called a quarter life crisis or whatever. I just wanted a bit of um, bit of a deep breath away from um, construction and engineering, and uh, went for what I thought was going to be about a nine month little break overseas, which turned into three years. That it was just extraordinary. It was um, no, it was awesome. It was really tough to to get through the training and um, get the get the ticket to um, have the whatever the. What's that involved? You get get there and you in? No, certainly not. No, so, it's, it's very hard. To oh, really? I thought yeah. you were t- being sarcastic. No, no. I'll, 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 grueling. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll skip. I won't. 
Well, it's not too much time, but um, it was it's ten weeks training, um, and it was it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I know it sounds like it sounds like a joke you wouldn't expect it. And I was expecting to roll in there, yeah, a bit of a bit of a brief like here's how it works and away you go. But it was it was ten weeks of on a bus with thirty five others that were trained to be trip managers or drivers, and you drive around Europe for twenty three countries to tick off. Uh, and you've got to know everything about everywhere. And like, it sounds over the top, but it was, um, it was extraordinary. Like you have like max five hours sleep every night, like sometimes one or two, but it's for 10 weeks. And so if you think that you've had three hours sleep tonight, you're fine tomorrow and two hours the next night, you're fine the next day. But it was just that compounding, like night after night after night for 10 weeks. And, um, and then during the day, you don't have any respite. You've got nothing, no time to yourself. You've just been just, you just got to be on the whole time, like so. It's you're a either, long time too, isn't it? Ten yeah, weeks. Yeah. So either you're on a, if you're on the bus, you're constantly writing out talk. So for every country you go to, you've got to have a thorough history, um, know about the geography, some major rivers, the like population, mountain Even ranges. Even harder than water something. Yeah, like, I was harder than engineering. <laughs> I was going to say it was. Yeah, and so you know all this stuff about everywhere, and then like they'll just randomly say, right, in five minutes' time, we're going to have a French history from Tom. Like, ah, so you get your French notes out, you read through for five minutes, you stand up the front, talk in the microphone for 45 minutes about French history, you sit down and the instructor goes, that was rubbish, you missed this, this, this and this, you got 20 minutes, read your notes again, then you're back up. And then like, you just can't hide anywhere, you can't wear sunnies on the bus in case you fall asleep, you can't listen to music, you can't talk, then you get to a city, oh my God. and you've got, you've got a few hours to run around the city, and you run around, you've got to find out Whatever, how much it costs to go up the Arc de Triomphe, how much it costs to go up the Eiffel Tower, um, how do you get from A to B, how much it's going to cost in taxis, how do you use the metro, how do you buy tickets, where's the nearest pharmacy, what if it's a Sunday, what pharmacies are open, where's the toilets, like all this. I'd be absolutely so, done. Yeah. I'd ask Squidge how to get a Golden Square. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's ridiculous. How many, um, like, out of the 30, how many people would make it through? Uh, we had, uh, I think about 25 got through, um, but it was, oh, it was brutal because, like, you, People are like a couple pulled out uh, and some got kicked off, but we be like say driving around Rome and you've got to like you've got to know the city's backwards because you drive around a bus one way, but you've got to be standing at the front with your back the way that the coach is going, facing everyone and knowing that because you're looking you can't be looking the way you're going. You're looking at at all the the travellers and you've got to know that in your peripheral when you start to see like that stop sign on your right, that means that you got the Vatican City coming out on, on the traveller's right-hand side, and so you start talking oh about that. Gosh. And you just got to keep talking. You might get stuck in traffic, and then you've got to just talk about, like, so you've talked enough about Vatican City and, and Pope Francis and all you, you talk about there, and so then you just got to start filling with whatever else you can talk about, Rome, the 1960 Olympics or crazy Roman emperors or whatever, and you've got the instructor. As soon as you're quiet for a second, he's like, keep talking, keep talking. We had one girl, she just, like, burst out in tears, couldn't talk, and he's like, right, you're done. Sit back down. <laughs> and bus pull over. Like, Get off the bus. Because it's like midnight. Cause you do like 10 laps because you've got to start. you got to know it. Then the next morning, got the bus. Yeah. Where's Amy? Like, no, you see her stand with her bags there. Like she'd expected she's gone to be 10 weeks around Europe. Just, no, nah, sorry, not good enough. Stand there with her bags. Um, and yeah, good luck to you. Make your, make your own way back. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, did you? No, you were signing up for it like that. Did you research it much? No, nah, so I, I, I went pretty naive. Pretty naive. I um thought it was going to be like a ten. I knew it was ten weeks training, but I thought, hey, 
training that if he sort of cruise around here's the pubs like here's where you that's what up. I thought it would be I don't really want to know that I wouldn't want to hear the history shut up where's all uh, the pubs but, but it was it was brutal but the great thing was as soon as you finish that training you've got the best job in the world and like you then you then all of a sudden instead of having the instructor and 30 other trainees on the coach you've got 50 people that are just there for a great time didn't expect as much and anything you did know they'd love you for because you, you you tell them Every stuff about every city you go to, you mark up their map and say, "Well, you're more into art, so here, here's a Louvre, here's Museo d'Orsay, here's how much it's going to cost, here's how you get from there to there." And it's amazing, like it's just like so satisfying. Every day you're with people that are literally having the best days or day yeah, times yeah. of their lives. Like it was, yeah. it was extraordinary. So it was, yeah, it was, it was ten weeks really tough, but um, yeah, once it through that, then it was, there yeah, was just, it was awesome. And that's why I stayed for three years because, well, I didn't do that. 10 weeks training to then just run two trips and come back. Yeah. um, That was extraordinary, but a really good little period of life. Absolutely. And I think with being a tech instructor or like a sale, the one thing, like you've got to have charisma, you've got to be a a, a nice person, like people want to be with you, but you can never be off, like you kind of said. I remember our um, sale chick, like, and sale in particular, it's probably less about the history and it's a lot more the party. And so you were just going, we're going hard as, like, for seven days straight and we got kicked off the boat at eight o'clock that morning. So yeah. we'd been going hard for seven days and then by 12 o'clock that day, there was a whole new set of fresh 25 to 30 Aussie boys and girls that were just going to go hard with hard the as same. they can with the same person. And so our girl, big shout out to Kimmy, she wouldn't be listening to this, but she <laughs> is. Um, how are you? Uh, <laughs> like 12 weeks over a 12-week period, she she was on a boat for 10 weeks. Like she'd get like maybe a week off here and there kind of thing. But yeah. I just think that's remarkable in itself as well. Just, just be, uh, yeah. Take away all the history and all that, which is just extra, having to know all that stuff. But just even just be the life of the party for 60 days straight. I think you're running adrenaline a lot as well. Because like, sometimes, yeah, like, so those, those Croatia ones, those one week at a time, so you just turn them out, bang, bang, bang like, one by one. But then some of the longer ones, you might do a four-week tour, and then you, you get a really good bond with the, the group. And that was the best part about the job is that you meet so many extraordinary people. And then, good chicks. And then you finish that. <laughs> and, and then uh, you've got to, you've got to like, say goodbyes. And then the next day you're meeting another 50 that are just like fresh as, ready to go. And you've, you've not just got to match them, you've got to be the one that's sort of leading that. And it's... Um, yeah, I, I think you just run on adrenaline because I don't think I could do it now. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah, you just you just get through it and, and just I guess you, you're probably feeding off their energy as well. You see how excited everyone is when they've just landed in Europe and they've got this great trip ahead. It, um, yeah, you just you just sort of get fed by their energy. Where it's, would it's you right think's off. the best? Like for people that haven't done, I'm planning. I want to do it next year. Or people are going over. Like where? Did, what did you find was the best? It's such a hard question. I don't. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, Amsterdam was extraordinary. I, I don't, yeah. Big raps on, on Amsterdam, Barcelona, Prague, Budapest. I don't know. It's like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to say. It's like Switzerland in general is is um is magnificent. I, yeah, but recommend doing it in Kentucky rather than you go and do it on your just on your own. Yeah, I think so because you, you get like a it's it's such an efficient way of seeing things because typically you'd spend a full day at a city then the next day most of the day travelling because like Europe looks pretty small when you compare it to Australia but there's so much more going on in there but you're still you're still going to spend seven hours in transit on most days going from major city to major city yeah. and if you're doing it yourself then you're either driving so you then you 
you're going to be a bit sensible the night before with with your alcohol intake. Um, but then also, it's all, even if you're taking trains, you're worried about people stealing your bag or that you've missed your stop, whatever. Yeah. Whereas, you can tell you, you, just the bus is right there. You just told righto guys, be on the bus at seven thirty, and you can go to sleep, and we do the rest. And so you you pack a lot more in. You also make sure you don't miss anything. So you're not gonna you're not gonna roll through Barcelona and realize oh there's this flamenco dancing that's actually supposed to be awesome. You're not going to miss that. Like, you'd be told about it. If you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. But you're not going to leave there going, oh, I didn't realise that that was in that city. Like, you sort of told everything that you, you can do. It's the most efficient way of doing it. But more so, it's the people that you meet there. You get so you get such a good click. Um, that's what I found the, the best about it. Like, I love seeing every city. But after your 10th time through Paris, you sort of, um, it's more about the, yeah. the people. And you, you, you get such a good bond with those people. And so... If you were to do a, a trip to a far, you've um, yeah, you got fifty people there, and everyone's in the same wavelength, and um, yeah, keen for the the same things, and you get that, you get as much history as you want. If you want to like really um, be a culture vulture, uh, then you can you can uh, jump in and, and really absorb all that. If you just want to be there and sleep on the bus and and um, stay up the nightlife, you can do that as well. So it was tough as a thing off the history. <clears throat> yeah, looks like you. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Nah, yeah, I was gonna say because I don't know anyone that's done anything like that, or anyone that's, I guess, how yeah. it all worked or anything until like literally just then. I thought, oh, sure, it's not that hard. You just rock up and, but then you think of like that, like, yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. You realise that once, once you do, you realise why I test you so much because there's like you get tested. Some you have bad days, like you, you'll have there'll be like couples that have broken up. Someone's slept with someone else on the bus, <laughs> and, and then the bus crashes, and then like you late for this and then there's a like someone that's like real crook in hospital I had a girl with meningococcal was that had a shooting in in munich at the group that were trying to sort of navigate them like two guys got caught up in like in town during a shooting and you just sort of you just you've got so many balls to juggle and like you yeah like it's high stakes isn't it? yeah, yeah and you got 50 people and it's just you um well, you got your driver as well i should say but um it's um yeah it's, it's tough so like, the good times are really good but um you can see why they they put you through the, the paces when you're training because um, yeah, yeah, you've got to be hectic like, a few times. Yeah. I reckon our Kentucky instructor wanted to actually kill Angelo. <laughs> Big shout out to Angelo. But he had a horror 48 hours um, where he lost his passport um, and he basically had to get that sent to Rome. We had to go get it. So we had to like, smuggle him into a couple of countries, technically. <laughs> like, he didn't actually have it with him. And uh, he lost 200, 300 euros worth of p- perfume Um on one night, he lost all his clothes one night with like jocks. So, and like he's just every morning he's just going, he's coming back. Oh, oh, this has happened. And she's by the end of it, she's like, "Are you serious, mate?" This is like Italian girl, Lisa, was her name. And she'd be like, "Angelo, I'm sick of you." <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, mate, yeah, imagine having fifty Angelos, you'd be, you won't be cutting up. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, I reckon it's amazing insight, though. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool, um, Tommy. But. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the food. Um, what'd you dish up for us? Uh, so it was a, as a lasagna. It was a vegetarian lasagna, lasagna <laughs> with meat. Um, so I think, as I mentioned, the, the vegetarians generally get the flavour right because I've got to compensate for not having meat. But yes, yeah, so it had a vegetarian lasagna with meat. So yeah. yeah, all bells and whistles. And a bit of salad too. Yeah, a bit of quinoa, quinoa salad. Um, yep, superfood. 
just for the, for the athletes that you are, I thought you'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah, for, I do yeah. eat Kimwa quite a bit. I reckon, I reckon I've ever had it. Yeah. No, neither. I reckon it's my debut as well. Liked it. Um, and, and I like how the salad was small too. Like, it was like, you know, it's, totally it's like token salad. Totally 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 beautiful. Then, um, <laughs> the generous serve too. You actually... <laughs> The first time ever, Squid just taking a doggy bag home. He's on holidays, and he still decided to take a doggy bag after six pieces of bread today. Oh, I was going to say, it's huge news, Squares. Um, I was embarrassed sitting at the table that I couldn't finish it. But yeah, I, I made the crucial error of eating... Epic fail. <laughs> sound guy. Of, uh, of eating... Yeah, three cheese and barbecue toasted sandwiches for breakfast and lunch today. Um, a good day. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't move from the couch once, so like I've, I haven't burned any energy as we talked about in the introduction of this episode. I will be honest, squares on the way here, squidges. Well, during the week, he'd actually told me that you were cooking salmon. You told me you were cooking salmon, <laughs> and I'd low key cracked it. Like in my head, I was thinking. Surely not. Like it's not even that funny. So for anyone listening, I was actually blood boiling, but I was like, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to be ungrateful. And maybe he really likes it. I don't really know him. And in my head, and this because I was have a big, I've had a big weekend. And on the way here, I was just like the squeeze. If we have salmon, I'm actually going to crack it. <laughs> and I'm not walking and going. I oh, hope it's salmon. And then I'm, like, I'm actually fully going to crack it. I'm hungover. Like, but I just don't. I don't really like it. I don't want fish hungover. And then we got here and thank the Lord. I saw a big. Juicy lasagna and yeah. not salmon, and then you proceeded to tell me that it was a salmon lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> but I was very happy yeah. that it wasn't that. So It'd be a huge flex going for three straight salmon. Salmons, like it would want to be. It would want to be the best salmon. Well, lucky you to giving it to a bloke that's had it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Two times I've had it on here. But we do. You do have to give yourself a score. So ta- you can, we'll just quickly go through. So you're like, what do you think for taste? Like, as in. Don't have to give us a score for that, but just give us a little comment, um, and we'll add in. Yeah, I was pretty happy with, with taste. To be fair, um, thought it um, bit of a symphony of flavour. Had a lot of elements in there. Mm. Um, yeah. Huge tick for variety, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah I reckon the taste. I agree. Taste. Sometimes I reckon lasagnas can be. They look a lot. They look like they're going to taste a lot better than what they're doing. Sometimes you have them, and you think that's not that great. But this certainly was not the case. So I think taste was very good. Yeah, very good. The white sauce, man. Is that your own white sauce? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Panicked there at, at twenty past six. It wasn't thick enough. It wasn't quite thick enough. Um, but uh, yeah, it came good. And um, yeah, bit of um, bit of magic herbs and spices in there. Yeah. yeah. I was glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it was really, really good, mate. Um, do, do you fancy yourself as a chef? Like, how do you go in the kitchen? Oh, uh, blue collar. I'd say no, no bells and whistles, but just like a bit of a lamb picking. I reckon like nothing fancy, just. Get head the, down, get the, job, get the done. job done. Yeah, and had a big final series too. Yes, let pick it in. And this, you, this could be counted as your final series. <laughs> this is the, the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. You're gonna retire. You're about to retire from cooking food now from concussion. Which is gonna be, oh. I'm pretty. This gonna be pretty flat. Flat when that happens. But yeah, you're not there yet. Um, <laughs> and what is it? Well, then was this temperature at punctuality? Well, punctuality was pretty much ready to go as yeah, soon as we got here. Um, or presentation. Yeah, that's fair. I, so I, I, when I chose to go with the lasagna, I knew I was, I was sacrificing points on presentation. Mm. Uh, no, it's, it's, a bitty, mm. it's a bit. Of a, it's a bit of a sloppy server, uh, which which I, I know is a flaw of the meal. But yeah. uh, I, I back. You disgust me. <laughs> um, no, I sort of sort of backed myself in that. What I was what I was sacrificing in in appearance, I was making up for in taste. Um, so roll the dice a little bit there, but uh, happy, happy to be marked down on on presentation there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think ultimately we've we've spoken about this on <laughs> on earlier podcasts. Like we've got these five things, but really taste is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really give a shit what it looks like. Um, I did say, like like you said, you can't really. Just because even if you try to tend to all those five categories, that doesn't necessarily make it a good meal. So like you said, taste is a lot more important. Like if you gave us something that looked incredible or tasted bad, we'll be ripping shreds off you. <laughs> so I do think that there's things sometimes that you have to sacrifice because we judge basically, and we are no food critic, Lazzy, we don't have any background in it. It's just literally very basic. Yeah. Taste good. Yeah, it's just, ta- yeah. it's just. Yeah, well, I, think, yeah. I think I'm getting better at it. Yeah, I, reckon, I, reckon too, the I palate, think we can call ourselves criti- critiquers. Yeah. Yeah. The palate's changing, but um, yeah, and punctuality. Yeah, it was ready straight away, and temperature, good too. Okay, yeah. what do you reckon, mate? Now, what do you reckon? What are you going to give yourself? Yeah, Dufftinis. Yeah, look, like if I was uh, like being true to myself, I'd probably probably roll in around the the three and a half. But I like to be a little bit optimistic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for a. Four Dufftini, I think. Four sniffing. Really? The I think, yeah. Uh, have we gone with what we said? Yeah, we are. And I'm really loving this score because I'm loving how we bring the decimal system into this. <laughs> yeah, we are, like, we are. We're going we're... to the days of whole numbers. <laughs> yes, we are the days of that. We are indie. So right. we're going with 4.25 Dufftini. Well, we yeah, did discuss. So we, we, did, we did say yeah, we'll four. We did say four. Like, like four, and then I thought. We, and then we sat and well, I thought it's actually it's better than a four. Like it's, it, not it's a good a homely meal. That's the thing. It's not just yeah. I couldn't cook that. No, neither could I. That's what I mean. So it had skill involved in it. It was. It tastes awesome, and it was huge. So yeah. the only reason really we couldn't give you a five is because it didn't. It, it didn't look incredible. <laughs> but like I'll you said, that. you. That's the only reason we couldn't give it five. So. Yeah. And we've given other dishes fours, and that I think was that point two five really shows that it. It does. That's extraordinary, boys. I'll sleep well tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the best thing that's happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting this Top Gear ladder going too. Uh, big shout to Arlene again. She's come up with this idea. Squares. We're going to do a Top Gear ladder. You know, on Top Gear we have the fastest track times and the, and the lowest track times. We're actually going to come up with like a ladder. Of scores, I'm going to go back through all the old episodes, and we we might just post that occasionally. Yeah, uh, with photos yeah. linked to them. Yeah, yeah. And can we can we can we knock people's scores down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if so um, Jordy Wilson minus two, and Jezefiel and you lose five. We have your five for something dust. And track Jody here to one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but um, no. Overall, fantastic meal. I'm very appreciative. In good company too. Few single fins. Yeah. I was very hungry. We didn't want to do these not because. We just hung over and I was like, yeah. this is going to be an absolute nightmare. Well, Swan is that. Very, very enjoyable. Yeah, save me. Um, mate, before we let you go, yeah, thanks for having us. Um, but you get to... First, we like to sort of check in with a pet story you might have, okay? Big loves of pets, Duff and I. So um, if there's a pet you'd like to give a shout out to, we'd love to hear about it. And then, of course, uh, you get to chuck someone on skull gun too. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, big time. Um, shout out to uh, the old family pet. So our little little dog, his name was Boof. He was a bit of a mongrel, had a lot of, I don't really know, I think somewhat of Blue Healer, Jack Russell and King Charles, but it was a rescue dog because we didn't really know what he had. But um, happy, happy little thing. Uh, he had a few issues. He was blind, or, or like partially blind. And... Uh, had, Sound guy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he was uh, yeah, partially blind and had epilepsy. So he'd, he'd have fits from time to time. Um, because we didn't know any of this, we got him home and the first time he had a fit, my old man thought that he'd like eaten rat sack or poison or something. He was trying to make him vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's down, God. 
He's trying to make him vomit. And so this poor, this poor dog, it turns out, is having a fit. And so you should just have him like on the grass or where he's not going to hit his head and let him go. But instead, Dad thought he's, he's consumed poison. So Dad's trying to induce vomiting. So he's pouring table salt down his throat. Like, like <laughs> his poor thing's trying to have a fit in peace. <laughs> An old man just shoveling salt down his throat. Um, oh, no. you know, he, he got through that and got him on medication. But um, the Russians would be impressed with that talk. Yeah. <laughs> but um, really admired the plums on both. So he, he um, like for someone that, that couldn't see or something that couldn't see. Like you imagine if you couldn't really see much, would you sprint around as fast as you could? <laughs> no no way. Uh, so, so, so my parents. So I grew up on an amusement park in I just out of Bansdale. So um, had a lot of activities around and like so. Like most notably for this story, a golf driving range uh, and a batting cage um, to hit, like say, have a Gilmore batting cage or whatnot. So it's big nets. And so if he can't see a solid thing, he definitely couldn't see a net. But he just goes sprinting around, just go um, plowing into, into these nets. Like so obviously you can't see a net that's more more void than solid. But um, really happy little dog. I think it put in perspective what you needed to be happy. And um, unfortunately for Buff, um, he didn't see a, a river. One day, and um, the neighbours found him um, belly up in a river, but um, had a good little life, did buffer, so a little shout out to my oh. oh, mate Buff. Big shout out to Buff, uh, did what he could for a blind guy. Did you ever, did you ever consider getting him a blind dog? A guide dog to help him get around. That's nice of you. Didn't consider that. No, <laughs> uh, no big shout out to Buff. Um, terrible way to go out, but. I reckon we spoke about a dog being. Um, Zimmer's dog's blind too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He's just from old age, though. And it has cystic or something like that. Yeah, I didn't even know dogs could have things like that, especially epilepsy. I didn't know that. We've had a few injuries. Is Abe Hennessy's with the three ACL? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of dog injuries. Yeah, I, had I, a dog, I had a dog that got run over and we had to get a leg amputated, yeah. a back leg, a stuffy, and um, you'd still like pat it on the, like, on the belly. And you know, sometimes when you pat it fast, their leg starts going. Her little stump would vi- like vibrate because she thought she still had it. Or she would like kink over like she was scratching behind her ear and the stump would just be wobbling. And oh, nothing, nothing's, nothing's happening. Nothing, oh. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening because they said that they won't know that they've, don't, that they've lost it. Yeah. Because of the feeling of, well, something. Should have got one of like Mr. G's dog with the wheels on the back. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have even missed that one. For sure. Uh, very good. Um, lucky last, yeah. Someone on the scale came, mate. You got... Got someone you'd like to put on there? Yeah, so um, so yeah, so cult figure down at uh, the the Sandhurst Dragons. I couldn't go past young Alex Pinhead Wharton. Um, just a just a real real character cult figure down there, and I'd uh, love to see him uh, knock back one on Skull Camp. Yeah, that's beautiful. Pinzo, you're on Skull Camp, brother. You have 24 hours to upload a video of you sculling, or never listen to us again. Beep beep beep. <laughs> Steffi, Grace, gee whiz, you're looking awfully parched over there. Babe, I'm thirsty. Well, guess what? If you need to go wet your whistle somewhere, there's no better spot to do it than the Resi Hotel and the Queen's Arms Hotel. Quarry Hill and Strathdale and Bendigo, get amongst it. Woohoo! Yo! Bendigo's hot. Topic. Hot topic, hot topic. Radio, Bendigo hot topic, Doof. Uh, 
it's looking like the world's kind of or Victoria anyway are in the hot they're in the hot seat with the, all the COVID stuff. I really hope that we don't end up getting put back in a lockdown and stuff because it just get makes life very boring. Like there's just nothing going on. Like we're on betting over saying it's just so so much quieter than it normally is. But there is some things on there that people aren't happy about. What do you got for me? There is. Um, well, we we had the discussion about public to- about the public toilets, and you uh, want to raise something that you think is a waste of money, and that's what we like to do on here: talk about our ponderings. Yeah. And this sort of leads into it. So, Lee Smith. <laughs> Public toilets, not good enough. Last Friday, my cousin on a walking stick and aged was in Bendigo near the Bendigo Bank and needed to go to the toilet. Went to go to the toilet near Coles Car Park and it was closed. He went to office works and he couldn't go there. He asked where he could go. A woman there said that she would help him to go to the toilet in the mall. The mall toilets were also closed. They went on through Maya and had to go all the way across to the law, co- law courts. I am sad. This is very poor for Bendigo and, ve- and a very distressed person. That would be that would suck. Like if you're in town and you just had to go. Like I'm just picturing without the walking stick and everything. Like you know, if you just if you know if if in a state of emergency you got to have public toilets open somewhere in town, surely. But um, what we were saying, or what I was talking about before, I saw in the in the Addy that they want to invest lots of money into the the toilets in the mall, make them a real like draw card for Bendigo. Like a real destination toilet block. What 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 would that involve? Like, what do they actually want to do? Oh, like, look, I think they want to make them like real nice and pristine and like so they regularly get, clean. So they can, oh, that's nice. A real <laughs> destination. Firstly, they're not even open at the moment, so that would be nice. But um, but like no one wants. Like, the mall is a scary place. Yeah, I'm not going to the mall and. The dem- Making the toilets better at the mall isn't going to make the mall a destination. Like, they can't make it any better. <laughs> at the moment, you run the risk of being bashed by a group of fourteen-year-olds that it, you can't even look at them without them saying something to you. So, yeah, I really don't, and I don't think that those people that hang around down at the mall are going to um, pay much respect to nice toilets. To be yeah. honest, and, and the ones that the thing I don't like about them at the minute—they're not very subtle, like. You go there and you press the button to open the door and like you can just see straight in. You can see the whole toilet and like you're right at the front of shops and stuff. So people can, everyone can see you're going to the toilet. I don't know. I, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but um, yeah, I think I don't think that's the answer, Bendigo Council. Um, you know, it's, it's a it's a ratty spot and toilets aren't going to tidy that up anytime soon. No, no, um, no. Better be yahooing in uh, K flat and Golden Square too, by the looks of it, Dorf. Yes, there's fireworks in K flat, and I know you'd know exactly why. Why would there be fireworks <laughs> in K flat? Yeah, it's uh, John Doherty's nan's birthday party, um, and she bought um, fireworks. She likes going up to the Northern Territory, up to Darwin, and buying heaps of fireworks for Firework Day. Yeah. So yeah, that was her. Don't wor- don't worry about that, guys. Um, you know, it's just uh, yeah, it's just little nan, little nan. Um, setting off fireworks. Setting off fireworks. So I, I can, so I'll get back to the people and let them know. There's been two posts about that. Also, gunshots. Yeah, gunshots in, in Golden Square. What would that? What would that be all about? Yeah, no, that's just Jaffa Burke's dodgy car backfiring again. <laughs> um, another thing that happens quite frequently. I don't know why people would post that on Benny Have You Say. They should know that by now. But yeah, I'll just say I'd say that was probably just Jaffa. Um, yeah, on his way to go work a shift at the Golden Square Hotel. Um, just trying to start it up. Yep. Yeah, the so, car's backfired. So don't stress. We can just get back to those people about that as well. So we're, that's been pretty sorted out pretty quickly. Yeah, right yeah. But, no. um, yes, you're right. There's not really much going on on Benigo, have you say. There's not really... One thing I have noticed, though, is everyone's buying all the toilet paper again. Yes. 
and, and air fryers too, actually. Oh, yes. <laughs> air fryers are a big thing at the moment. Massive thing. They're unbelievable. If you don't have an air fryer, do yourself a favour because they are unreal. They, but... are, they are huge. But I'll tell you, doesn't have one. Hallie Wilde doesn't have one. <laughs> Went to Alda this morning for the air fryer. And she's saying for the air fryer as if like it's... I don't know, like well-known. Anyway, don't worry. Went to Alda this morning for the air fryer. Arrived at Kennington at 20 to 8. 50 minutes early. Two ladies already there. Both had vouchers for the air fryer provided by the staff because the store had only two delivered. Flew to Epsom. I didn't know that you could fly there. <laughs> Arrived at 10 to 8 a.m. 40 minutes early. Staff turned me away when they knew why I was there because they had gotten undelivered. Told me that as far as they knew, Benio had none at all. You can imagine my mood. Not given to expletives, but almost ready to make an exception about this deceptive advertising. There is a law about false and deceptive advertising and consumer affairs was to be very eye-threshed in this episode. Suffice to say, not happy Jan. And I reckon Aldi will be shaking in their boots. <laughs> They'll be shaking in their I- boots about Hayley. Um, I am, and I'm glad that Haley's taken to a um, Benigo have you say to voice that because it is a very important matter that there's no you can't get an air fryer. So she's completely fair enough to post it on a public forum, I think, and that's exactly how it'll get fixed too. And there's absolutely no other spot I can think of where you could buy an air fryer except for Audi. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like Kmart's K- definitely don't sell them. Yeah. Big W's definitely don't sell them. Target, um, that wouldn't have them. If they you want, have all other cooking appliances, but not, but just not air fries. But air fries, huge tick for me. Um, yeah, we. I made jalapeno poppers in them the other day. Actually, they were fantastic. Mm, uh, I I run the roast pork a fair bit in there. Yeah. Very good for the crackle. Yeah, so I'm yet to do much meat, or more dummy veg and stuff like that in there, but. Yeah. If if you do see anything on Bendigo Abbey sales, anything you think we're forgetting, because at the moment it's pretty quiet. It was very um, rampant when Bordy's boy hasn't been, hasn't been able to steal anything lately because we haven't been allowed out. So um, there's not much theft going on. So Actually, that's one thing. Talking about one theft that we did we, we did see earlier though on the Benio Marketplace. Um, someone's actually had their scooter stolen oh, yeah. and um, <laughs> someone's stolen their scooter and the thief then spray painted the scooter poorly so it's patchy. Then returned the scooter I'm going to say or the people found the scooter and now they're selling it for $8 so if you are in the market for a scooter it does have a patchy um, paint job and that's the thief's fault not the not the seller's fault yes and there is another thing I actually want to touch on as well we like to go on Benny go buy swap and sell and just see what's around some people are delusional like First, I see someone selling a jigsaw puzzle, like an old used jigsaw puzzle for $70. Like, I don't know the exact prices of jigsaw puzzles, but I can't imagine that a secondhand little crappy one could be $70. Then you keep scrolling and someone's selling a full working piano for 10 bucks. Yeah, on wheels too. <laughs> pick up pick up Castlemaine. Yeah, we so, might actually have to invest in that. We should buy that and then turn it over. Sell it. Yeah, buy it. Well, let's, we could start doing that actually. Um. Actually, and I thought of one more thing. Actually, I nearly had it. I nearly lost it. Oh, huge. Our buy of the day, our buy of the week, green machine. Pick up Jackass <laughs> Flat. You can get one for $20. Used, used, but still works very well. So you'll see us absolutely hooking down the main street and then locking the wheels up. Is that what you used to do on it? Yeah, absolutely. So, Pull as hard as you can to one way. Do a little bit of a 180. 
So, yeah, we're in the market for that. So next time we speak, next time you hear from us, we're going to have a shed full of just all those useful things. So what we're going to try and do is, is just keep getting things and then swapping it to eventually we'll get like a... I don't know, a house or a car or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll get like a nice Ford Mustang. We'll get our, make our turnout green machine into a, like a 80 grand car. Yeah, it's um, done pretty much. So we're going to go grab the green machine, roll that into maybe a bike, and then the world's our oyster after yeah, that, really, isn't that. it? Smart business. Wakey, wakey. Oh, come in. Big night on the fins, Duffy boy. Oh, massive night. Oh, it's been a big few days on a match. I feel absolutely horrible. I can't even get up. Mate, tell you what you need. You need to get off your bottom. You need to head down to Flora Hill Butcher. Whoa, what, what can I get down there? Flora Hill Butcher. Beautiful steaks. Benigo's best lamb sausages. I'm talking stuff with feta, sun-dried tomato, stuff made of angels, and... Gorgeous schnitzels. Get a six-pack of fins there as well. I'm out the door. Your perfect hangover cure, your best man in town. Woo! <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a TV. You wouldn't steal a jumper from kick-ons. You wouldn't keep money from a friend. You wouldn't not return a favour. Josh Square Deck Collectors are here to help. What? Radio Squares um, for Deck Collect uh, this week. I'm going to try and impersonate um, a worker from Airbnb. So I'm going to call myself Matt. And um, basically Jordan Doherty and a few other boys <clears throat> spent the weekend in, in Phillip Island for um, Daniel Dempster's granny's birthday. Um, and I think they, they broke a door. A truck broke a door. So I'm going to call him up and... Um, yeah, pretend that I work for Airbnb and we've seen his number pass on. So, you are sounding very husky, so <laughs> it, could work, it could work well. Right, I'll get the phone number up. Five minutes ago, Jordan speaking. Oh, hello, is that Jordan Doherty? Yes, it is. Uh, this is Matt from Airbnb. How are you going? How are you going, Josh? <laughs> um, yeah, well, we've been put on. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who this Josh is, but um, this is Matt from Airbnb, and I believe that you owe uh, us a new door. One of our Airbnbs in Phillip Island. Door. <laughs> yep. How did you? How did you know it was us? Because I lived with it. <laughs> well, we decided it couldn't be me because my voice is too distinct. <laughs> we actually thought that was going to be bulletproof. <laughs> you picked the right person to speak then, didn't you? Nah. Oh, well, you would have got it if it was me. Yeah, oh, actually. Nah, I don't reckon I would have. Oh. Nah, I probably would have. You're probably right. Oh, hang on, hang on. We'll call you again. We'll protect, except this time we'll be dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you owe that door. And we're going to ring Airbnb and tell them about the door. Because it's been, it's been noted that it was you. I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, I know. Oh, no, we, we don't really know what we're talking about either. <laughs> I'm going to call Lockie Zimmer now. Lockie Zimmer now. Um, Nigel Smart Zimmer, um, who wrecked all the pavers outside too by tipping fire on it. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, ring. He did. He did. I Are you reckon... recording right now? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> How good. So is there anything you want to get out there while, we're, while we've got you or...? 
No, not off the top of my mind. No, we'll, we'll ring up Zimmer and we'll blame the door on him. Yeah, boy, telling me he definitely fucked those little shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely ruined. I think the word you look. He definitely ruined those papers. So. Right, I'll try. I'll try and call him and I'll call off my phone and I'll do it because he might not pick my voice. Yeah, do that. Do that. All right. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks for your help, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep going and I'll ring him. Yeah. Do you have his number? No. I don't have any of these people's numbers. Uh, so I'm just going to say, g'day, it's Matt from Airbnb. Yeah. 0423. Yep. 741. Yep. 502. I was going to say, I'm just wondering if you know anything about why there's so- ashes stained all over the pavers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Lockie? Yeah. Lockie. Try and put a voice on. Hello, welcome to Speaking. G'day, Lockie, how are you going? It's um, Matt from Airbnb. Hi, Matt, how are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, we've just had a, a, a message come through of some photos of some ash all over the pavers there. I don't, we're just wondering if you have any idea how that happened. I don't reckon this is Matt from Airbnb. Is it? Well, yes, it is, and we're wondering why we're going to have to pay for a cleaner to get the ashes off there. Is that is, is it really Matt? Yeah. You, it sounds exactly like one of my mates. I don't know if you're taking the piss out of me or not. No, we're not, mate. Sorry. Do you know anything about it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely Josh Martin. <laughs> oh, oh. I couldn't hold it any longer. <laughs> we, tried, we tried to ring Truck and he knew straight away. So he's like, ring, what, ring Zimmer. <laughs> Who are you with right now? <laughs> man Squid. It's Man Squid. You're on air. All right. Oh, we're on air. Love that. Sorry, boys. Yeah, I can't help you there. <laughs> uh, come on. Now, are we talking to Lockie Zimmer or Nigel Smart? <laughs> Nigel Smart, mate. I wasn't confident enough to call it just in case. I was like, oh, shit. I, thought, I was really hoping you were just going to say, oh, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, sorry, mate. Can't help you there. I don't know what you're talking I should have been a bit more stern. I didn't really know what I was going to say. I kind of just winged it. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, boys. No, you're Go right. Up, yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah, be a bit more respectful next time, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought we did a pretty good job of cleaning it up, to be honest. Yeah, well, Matt from Airbnb, he wasn't happy. So. <laughs> he, yeah. he got in contact with us and he put us onto the job. Yeah, and I, I didn't book the Airbnb as well, so there's no way he would have had <laughs> <laughs> that. That was another hole in the... Um, Who can we ring now? Who else was there? We'll go again. Um, Who else do we have? Uh, Scranny. Definitely scary. <laughs> Did he spew or anything? Yeah, he was spewing as well. I'll say this house smells like vomit. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. we'll go for Scranny now. We'll, try. <laughs> we'll ring everyone that was there trying to get someone. You get Scranny because Tegan was the one who booked it, so right he's that. the best one, I reckon. No worries, we'll try him. Thanks, bro. <laughs> no worries, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you, Nigel. Uh, okay, third attempt. Do you reckon me talk again or you? Um, Julie, pick your voice, do you reckon? Probably would. 0481. Yeah. 102. Yeah. 507. I've just got a few questions I'll say. Just I'll, put I'll, it on a real deep voice. The, like this. The I can't do it without laughing. What, the pavers? No. Yeah. Uh, the pavers are covered in ash, got ash stains and there's um, and the, a broken door. And, bro- <laughs> and if he says which door, what do I say there? Bathroom.
G'day, mate. Is this Daniel Dempster? Yeah. Yeah, it's Matt from Airbnb. How are you going? Good, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, well, I've just had a few photos sent through to me today of a um do- the sliding doors at the property in Phillip Island and lots of ash all over the pavers outside as well. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, how did that come to be? Because it's going to cost us some money to be able to fix that up. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a paper, that's fine. Yeah, so the door, I'll just get a quote and I'll send it through. Can you send me a, um, can you just give me your email and I'll send it through to you? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I've got a pen here. No well, well, it's Where send the email to this number? Uh, no, yeah, that'd be good, thanks, actually. Yep, and then I'll just let you know. We'll get a quote and I'll let you know. Yeah, that's all right. No worries. Righto, thank right. you. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get a fake quote. <laughs> let, let's get, let's get a fake quote now and get money off him. <laughs> Say $1,000 to Josh Grant Podcast, please. <laughs> Uh, gee, I'll just text him and say that. that. Like, there's nowhere that Airbnb would have his number. <laughs> and he just straight away, here's his email. Yeah, Daniel Dempsey. I'll, I'll just say, just write it out. Just write it out to Josh Squared. <laughs> How did he fall for that? <laughs> he was very worried. Oh, do you know anything about that? Ah, uh, yep, yep. Oh, actually, pulling back. Pulling back. Say, so there's dog paws everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm just rolling on it. I forgot. That's the, no, no, imagine there's no pets as well. No, so there's no, there's meant to be no pets inside, and the dog, there's like dog prints all over the like couches. <laughs> oh, I, I feel too bad. Just write it out to Josh Green Podcast, please. See what his reply is. <laughs> he's so quick that he sent it. I think he probably thought it was coming, but. <laughs> we go to him. Like, Tegan booked the place. I can't wait till Matt from Airbnb actually gets in contact with Scranny and he just tells him. To... <laughs> <laughs> just write it out. Just imagine it. It would be very funny. Right. G'day, Tommy Dunham. How you going, mate? Yeah, not good, Josh. My house has just been broken into. Been broken into, mate? You're joking. Nah, broken into. Everything's gone. Mate, I've got the perfect setup for you. Go and see Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. That's Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. Not the, not the fast bowler for Australia, but the big, young, strapping eco-tech warrior. They'll sort you out, mate. They uh, specialise in sparkiness and also installing security systems. Go hit them up. Bloody oath, I'll be right there. On your boys. Yes. Um, what's the funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? The funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. Perhaps your nose. Oh, no. Nah. It's Can time for Joke of the Week! Here we go, Joke of the Week. Justin, probably catch him off guard considering it's Monday. But let's see. What's going on? Ahoy, Juzzy, how are you? I think he's put me on hold. Did you just put me on hold? Put me on hold? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was part of your joke for the week. <laughs> Jeez, I have some phone difficulty, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, actually. You do. Um, um, what do you got for us, brother? Uh, righto. Um, <laughs> what, why don't blind people skydive? Don't know. Because it scares the shit out of the dogs. 
Yeah, good man. That good man. Very, Those poor dogs. That is very good. Well done. Who are you, who, are you, um, who are you putting on this week? Your track record. Who? Yeah, I've had a terrible track record. Yeah, who, well, it's very difficult. We put him on the spot, but who are you going to give us? Fraser Cole. Fraser Cole base. All right. Yeah, I reckon he'll be right. I reckon this is the saving grace. Yes, this will be saving grace. Can you send me his number, please? Uh, yeah, I can. Thanks, my brother. We'll give him no a call. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Good one, mate. Righto, here we go. About to give Fraser Colbase a call for a joke of the week. He's a very funny man, so I'm going to put the pressure on him, and I reckon he'll give us something something good here because he's known to be a bit of a joke star. Hello, Fraser. Uh, Josh Squared here. Give us a call back when you get a chance, please. We need to ask you something. Change that thing as well. That was shocking. <laughs> Fraser Cole, Josh Squared, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. What are you doing? I'm just... Uh... Had a run, having a run. Geez, you sound oh, very, very puffed. <laughs> very puffed. <laughs> Work it hard. Man. Justin Williams has put you on for Joke of the Week, and we are very excited for it. The Joke of the Week? Yeah, you have to give us a joke. Now? Yes. No swear words what? either. <laughs> no oh, swear. Fuck. No swearing. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Well, generally, um, that's the point of it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Mother, I do. Uh, I'm about 42k's into me run. Oh, please. That is, <laughs> that is a joke. That is a that's, joke. That's, yeah. That's not. That's that's not the joke either. Um. Hey, oh. Well, You're still ain't about to I'm, die. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, I'm, this is the hardest part about this run. This is trying to think of a joke. Um. God. Uh. I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't think of one. Well, I'll give you 30 um, seconds of peace, of quietness. Yeah, okay. Um, just, oh, yeah. Too slow. <laughs> the old Google, here it is. <laughs> Matt, you've got jokes on tap normally. No. Broccoli. <laughs> well done, that Fraser. Was, that on, was very good. On the spot. Thanks for that. <laughs> no worries. Thank Justin. Uh, for, you can thank Justin. Uh, yeah, good on you, Jazzy. Cool. Thanks, good luck on your run, bro. Stop smoking uh, and you'll be able to please. run. No worries, Fraser. See you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm well glad done. that he, he good, well done though for committing and just waiting it out and thinking of one. He did well. Yeah, good composure. I've actually got a good joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw one then and I was oh, oh I like it. I like this one. It's, um, so 
Um, oh, hang on. How's it going? Uh, guy walks. Yeah, uh, um, uh, <laughs> a grasshopper walks into a bar, right? Yeah. And the bartender goes, oh, we've got a drink named after you. And the guy goes, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll get two Gary's then, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Think it was going to be a grasshopper. <laughs> Very good. I've heard that before. That's good. Well yeah. done. Oh, thanks. Uh, good work, Jazza. Good work, Fraser. <laughs> and good work to you at myself. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery word. You can't have anything to work with. Like you need something to work Radio with. Radio Dorf. Your word is air fryer. <laughs> we haven't been talking about these a lot. Yeah. I don't know that word. <laughs> this is the most nerve wracking. Karen speaking. G'day, Karen. How are you going? Um, good, thank you. That's good. Um, I'm just after. It's like a little oven, but um, they're they're new. They're a new thing. They're an appliance. Um, yep. Aldi and stuff sell them. It's something. It's like a um little oven, and you can cook roasts and things like that in them. A little oven. It's like it's like a little oven, but it's not an oven. It's like oh, electric. Yeah, no, we haven't got anything like it's that. It's like a, it's like electric. Do you know what those things are called, though? It's like um, it's like electric and it's like a basket and you can plug it into the um, PowerPoint and it cooks stuff really quickly. No, I've got no idea. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know if you guys would have them, but I'm just really struggling with what they're called. It's um. Oh, okay, yeah. They're, not, um, they're new. They're new. They're, they're really popular at the moment. Lots of people. Oh, they're just new out, are they? Yeah, they're like they're relatively new. They're really popular though. Like lots of people have been getting them. They, um, oh, okay. It cooks, yeah. You can cook like lots of different meat and chips and stuff in them. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's like a. What so, are those things that are advertised on Cali? Yeah, what is that called? Oh, not those. Oh, what are those things that are on TV at the moment and they cook your food really quick? They're like an oven. Oh, not, an, not an air oven or something. Um, yeah, so, I, I it's, something like, yeah it's something I'm, like I'm, that. I've got no, yeah, I can't think of the name. Oh, is, it, is there anyone there that would know? It's the, it, no. It is, a, it is an, uh, something. It's like an oven. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because I've seen them advertised on the telly. But, yeah, you so have chips and everything. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you don't yeah, know what it's but called. No. I'll oh. tell you where you'd get them. It's probably that TV shop out of the TV shop. Oh yeah, yeah. I just need to know what they're called though. So then, so then, oh, okay. so then, yeah, so then, no, so then I can no when I, I can't help you. Sorry. So when I can, what's the te- what's the TV shop shop that I can go to? You know the one that's out at Kmart. Oh yeah, the Kmart sell them. Cal- K- I think they do. Oh okay, yeah. But, but it's like yeah, they're on tele. Yeah, they're they closed. Kmart is still open. Yeah, I know. I'll, yeah, I'll have to go in tomorrow, but I just wanted to know if I could ring up so I could ask, but I just had no idea what they were called and nowhere yeah. else was open. But... but if you ring Kmart now and ask them... Yeah, and just ask what's those little I'll oven tell things you what called. what they're called anyway. Yeah, right, I'll have to yeah. do that. All right. Yeah, sorry, Mum. No worries, Karen. No, no worries. Right, see ya. See ya. Oh, oh, an air oh, oven. Oh, oh, you do oh, know geez. Karen. <laughs> very helpful. She, she was very... No, she got a bit crabby at the end, though. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, oh, I thought you were done. And then she just, then she came to the party. <laughs> she, she just said, I'm going to help this guy. And if, if she had said, no, I don't know, there was nowhere else I could go to. Like, that was the best way of explaining it. Yeah. Explain what it looked like, what oh, it was I like. I don't know, the one with the TV. <laughs> right? Can the 
TV shop at Kmart. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Righty, we've had TC stay on. He's doing a miss you word. Your word is gumboot. Oh, you g'day, Jason. It's uh, Les Ben here, mate. Uh, how you going? Hey, sorry. Uh, Les Ben. Les, uh, just um, just after some um, some footwear, it mightn't be right up your alley, but um, looking for um, I like Wellingtons, I guess that they call them uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, but um, just like those sort of waterproof shoes. Do you have any? Like oh yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? Are they um, Unfortunately, we don't carry them. Sorry, closest we've got is slippers. Slippers, uh, but no, but you know what I mean, though. Those, um, so yeah, yeah, water, waterproof. Yes, yeah, so like, yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Like good Instagram handle as well. If uh, anyone, anyone's interested, uh, but um, yeah, no, you're spot on, mate. Um, yeah, well, if you haven't got any, I'm probably not going to pop down. But um, good luck with the slippers. Alrighty, thanks, mate. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
And in saying that, we don't have any idea how we're going to do it yet. We've just spoken about it, but leave it with us because we are very good at at um, working things out on the spot. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to that. Um, Duffy, anyone you want to give a shout-out to, mate? Yeah, so I want to give a shout-out to Victoria, Northeast Misses, who I was down in um, Warrnambool with. She, not the state. Yeah, down in Penzers. So, not the state. No, not the state. Victoria Twaddle, Twaddle, I think her last name is. She had to put up with us four boys down there for three or four days and basically just got his food, cleaned up after us, as you can imagine. None of her friends were there. It was just us boys, so very tough on her. Also, she beat me in two skull-offs. So yeah. I was crowing saying I was going to beat her. So a big shout-out to you, Vicky. I know you're a big square and you'll be listening to this app. So thank you for your hospitality and I'll work on my skull on so I can um, outdo you. Beautiful. And uh, I'm going to give my shout-out to... A couple of my little mates, uh, Alex Wharton and Jasper Stewart, both at work today. Uh, got got the old rubber arm out at um, Sunday lunch yesterday and carried on with um, myself and Lockie Ross, who both have days off today, so we could be wounded. But um, those boys, big shout out to them. I'm thinking of you as I um, laid on the couch all day and you guys slaved away. Um, at your jobs So you do the crime Do the time Well done um, That's all we've got time for Enjoy, Enjoy yourselves this weekend And look after your mates Yo Eat bread and desserts And just get all fat and sassy